This episode of Roosters Radio is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to all elders, past, present and emerging. On a cold and blustery afternoon on the central coast of New South Wales, our mighty Chooks took on the might of the once were Warriors. Not much to love about their season. Into their second coach, they come out to play. The Warriors in the first half, just like us, bit sloppy, bit of drop ball silky. But I tell you what, whatever Coach Robinson said at halftime, particular to Luke Keary, well, it worked. And it was a Keary-led recovery, and the Roosters get the victory, and we're back in the winning circle. Welcome to Roosters Radio. What a week. So much to talk about. Some signings. Wow. Pawasa. Wow. Silky, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks very much, Bush. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. That's right, we do have a big show, but as you rightfully said, Bush, plenty of news in and around Roosters HQ. We've got Indigenous Round to look forward to this weekend when we take on the Titans, but the big news coming out of the Roosters, some key signings. That, of course, the return of the Mercurial SBW. That's right, Sonny Bill Williams. And good news for Roosters Radio fans and Radio Hub fans around the world, Luke Keary looks like extending for another few years, and aren't we happy about that? But Bush, back to the game. Look, you're right. It was a dour first-half performance. Obviously, Coach Robinson had some choice words to say to the boys at halftime. Having said that, I don't think the Warriors allowed them to play you know, their normal style of football. A lot of teams I've noticed are starting to race up onto our outside backs, but as a true leader does, Luke Keary, that second-half performance, his kicking game in particular. Look, he scored a try. He had one try assist. He had a few dropouts. It was just a great performance from the young number six. And also the try that sealed at Joey Manu from dummy half, that was just pure skill and uh, just the will to want to win. I thought that was the game, really. They're the highlights, Silky. As you say, first half, well, you know, it was a bit frustrating for both supporters, both teams, both coaches. But in the second half, we see Roosters get back to that type of footy. Tell you what you brought up. Consistently on this program, Silky, on Roosters Radio, Kyle Flanagan's goal line defence, he's been exceptional. Yep. I know he's had a couple where they've taken him over, but, mate, I can tell you, he's an 8 out of 10. He's putting his body on the line, yeah. He's putting his body on the line. He's leading him around the park. That was really impressive. Jared Weir Hargraves, I'll tell you what, our fearless, our leader, our lion, he was, uh, you know, had it taken to him. And I yeah, tell you, young Jack Hetherington, yeah, the three choice words. Hetherington, you know, who's come from the Penrith Juniors and is on loan at the Warriors. He come at JWH with everything he had, tried to put him off his game. Points went to J, JWH, of course, and that's not because of a natural bias, but it was good to see the young kid actually challenge it. I actually quite enjoyed seeing JWH, yep. who's so dominant, actually rise to that challenge and go, right, here you go, son, I'll tell you how we do it in the big leagues. 
that was such a great matchup to watch. Look, Satili Tupanua also crossing the stripe. Just some great support work there. Uh, some opportunistic play off a, off the kick. But what I was really happy with in that second half push was the way we held possession. I think we were completing at about 75% in that second half, which was, uh, you know, a marked improvement from the first half. We controlled the ball late into the second half toward, to close out the game. As I said earlier, a lot of, lot of dropouts from the Warriors, and that was basically due to Keery's dominance and just the way that he controlled that game of football. 100%. Don't forget, the Coach Robinson always talks about defence winning games, and Jake Friend once again led, led the tackle count. He's just a tireless worker. He gets out of dummy half, and he gives a third option, I think, to both Kiri and Flano, which is really getting that going and replacing what we were noticing with Victor early in the year before he got injured. Well, I have to say, if you're going to mention Jake, you've got to mention Lockie Lamb. He's been dynamic from dummy half. He's making defense sit back and wait. Is he going to run? Is he going to pass? He gives those forwards good service. So there's a lot to like about him as he's kind of finding his way into that number nine role. He is finding his way into number nine, and I think it'll be interesting to find out from Lockie how he feels about that. He's a no and half. Five eight, and uh, you know to, to move into the nine and just sort of slide in, he gives the same dynamic energy that we were used to from Sam Verrill. So it's almost like Sam never left. And on that note, quick shout out to both Victor and Sam. We hope the recovery is going well with both their knees. Great young players, sorely missed by the fans of Roosters Radio, and of course missed by our team. Well, look, we've got to get Victor and Sam on soon. It was great to see Victor doing some of the post-match interviews in the dressing room. Uh, <laughs> He's a character, mate. You know, asking them what they're going to get up to. Like you can just see that it was really funny. If you haven't seen him, head over to the Roosters website to see Victor's post-match interviews. Uh, they were quite funny. And we'll get him on the show just to see how he's recuperating. Well, I think that we'll get them both. They call him the odd couple because uh, Victor's absolutely uh, you know, crazy in character and uh, Sam's a bit more confined than that. But, mate, it'd be great to talk to them both. Silky, one more mention. Guest on today's show, Pawasa Farmasili. You know, we all know around the studio here, we call you Pawasa Farmasilki, yeah, so close right. to your heart. Great to see him get out there again, and he's really making an impact in the Roosters forwards. We saw him last year, played against the Titans, try on debut with the trio of try scorers. And I've got to tell you, it's so good to just see how Coach Robinson keeps churning out this production line of young, strong forwards. Lindsay Collins, Pawasa Farmasilki, Satili Tupanua. It just keeps coming along. Look. Pawasa comes from that great bloodline of uh, young roosters. They were in that successful 2016 under 20 competition coached by Tony Barnes that had the likes of Nat Butcher, Pawasa, Satili, Latrell Mitchell was in the side. There's probably a, uh, Joey Manu as yeah. well. Victor, I think, played. So I've just rattled off six off the top of my head that it were part of that uh, successful uh, under-20s premiership victory. And for those who don't remember, they were getting flogged at half time. They came home and ran down the Penrith Panthers. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch it. It's an absolute stormer of a game. But Poas has been in the system for a long time. He was a, a big kid coming through the ranks. I remember we used to go and watch him prior to the Captain's Club Bush. Sure uh, scored a heap of tries and he's a hard-running forward and a bit of a character too. So uh, looking forward to that. We've also put it out to our Roosters faithful. If they've got a question for Pawasa to hit us up. Look, quite an interesting story. He was been on loan to the Warriors early this he season, yeah. played in that game on the weekend. And, you know, we should note that four of those players, another reason I think the Warriors were up for that game is four of those players were, were leaving home due to, you know, the corona crisis and whatnot. So there was a fair bit to play for from the Warriors' perspective, but uh, really looking forward to talking to Puasa tonight. And I know a question of yours, and I can't reference where we found out this stat, read this stat or heard of this stat, but he is the only player in the NRL to play under three coaches in the same season. You know, he's played under Trent Robinson at the Roosters. He was then loaned to the Warriors under Steve Kearney. A couple of weeks later, Todd Payton takes over when, unfortunately, Steve Kearney was showing the door. And that's a pretty interesting stat to have. Yeah. And it's be interesting to talk to him about the effect of those three coaches and the differences, the subtle differences they bring in for our fans to listen to. 
You're on Roosters Radio, and when we come back, the man himself, Puasa Famasili. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And joining us on the line, well, he's had a... Interesting start to season 2020. He's been at the club for a number of years. In fact, he was part of our victorious 2016 under 20 squad and on debut last season scored a try against this week's competition, the Gold Coast, making his long-awaited return to Roosters Radio for the first time in 2020. It gives me great pleasure to welcome the one and only Puasa Farmacilli. Puasa, welcome back to Roosters Radio. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on the on the radio show, mate. Now, Pawasa, before we get started, as you know, mate, we put it across the social networks to all our Roosters fans if they had a question for you to hit us up. And most of them are based around your transfer to the Warriors. So, mate, to kick it off, can you just talk us through the loan agreement and how it unfolded? Yeah, so um, uh, we had a training session and then um, Robbo pulled me aside and said that uh, Steve Kearney wanted me to come and play for them that weekend. He said that there was a four month or four week, four week uh, loan deal to go across and and play for them. And then you know I jumped at it to get more game time. You know I had to move up to the coast and get used and get familiar with some of their coaching staff. I wasn't very familiar with Steve Kearney and their coaching staff. I was I was only familiar with uh, Peter Sullivan. Yeah. And I, I grew up and I went to school with some of the boys there. So. It made that transition pretty easy. But other than that, I just got a call from Robbo and my manager that said that there was an opportunity to go up there. So, yeah, I was, I was open to it. You said that you were keen to go because of the extra playing time. You know, yeah. getting that extra playing time, how has that set you up for, for coming back to the Roosters? Yeah, I think it's just to get confidence and, you know, I guess playing your, your style of game and then, you know, coming here to the Roosters and trying to implement it here. And I suppose I've got a question from Sarah, and she wants to know, was there anything you learned at the Warriors that you could transition to benefit the Roosters? Yeah, there were some things I learned there. It was just, yeah, just more about loving what you do, I guess. Now, here's an interesting question from Christian Mullins, Boasa. Now, as a, as a proud Kiwi, I know uh, most of you young fellas grow up, uh, you know, wanting to play for the All Blacks, but was that a dream of yours to, to play for the All Blacks, or were you always a rugby league player? No, yeah, I grew up watching All Blacks growing up, you know, watching the Haka, watching the National Anthem, but I, I never wanted to be an All Black. Really? Yeah, um, yeah, I never wanted to be an All Black. I love playing rugby league because it was just, like, it was a good game. It was quick, and you got the ball a lot, and there wasn't that many scrums in it, and it was, just, <laughs> it was something fun to do on the weekend with your friends. And tell me, the transferring from New Zealand to Australia, you came here quite young. What was that like, leaving your family to, to come here to live in Australia? Yeah, it was it was hard at first, like like going to the airport and then saying goodbye to your parents and that. Yeah, it was it was pretty tough. And then coming across here, I lived with my uncle actually, my mom's brother. Yeah. So it made the it made it easier, but you know it was it was still hard. But I guess it was it was good because you become more um, independent. So tell me the the bond between the Pacifica boys at the Roosters. 
I've noticed in in you know in my experience seeing so the guys like Ice and obviously JWH, but who, who's the top dog of, of all the the Polynesian and the and the Maori boys? <laughs> probably I'd say there's uh there's three probably Jared Siwa and Ice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a there's a three leadership guys there. You got Toops as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a four the main like four Poly Islander boys, Maori boys that. You know, if they speak, you know, you listen. They tell you what to do, then you do what they say, kind of thing. And is, who would you say is coming through the ranks then? Uh, I'd say Satili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I love those. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of young boys, but yeah. like they're still like still in twenties. Now, mate, tell me, tell me this. Jason Cramden asked a, a question too. He said, "What's the thing that keeps you going? That drives you? That hunger to, to crack into the team?" I guess it's just that satisfaction you get from overcoming that that hurdle, that that tough, you know, that that that's something that seems impossible, but then you do it. Yep. It's just yeah, that feeling you can't explain it. Yeah, it just it keeps me motivated. Keeps just keep going back and just keep having a crack at it. And mate, you play you're playing alongside some you know world class players of yeah. of the current crop. Who do you look up to in the in the playing squad? It's probably the, the four guys that I mentioned. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, like we have similar backgrounds. The upbringings are kind of similar, you know, how they push through that, you know, that hurdle to get to where they are now. I think that, yeah, that definitely inspires me. Now, mate, the big news this week, Sonny Bill Williams is coming back to the club. Obviously, probably growing up, he would have been one of the players you looked up to. But what are you looking forward to most about having Sonny Bill Williams back at the club? I think just, you know, just, just getting to know him. Like as more of a, like a team player, you know, um, you know, you watch him on TV and that, but you don't get to, you have that relationship with someone. Like you can have that close bond with with a, a teammate. So it'll be good just to just to have that with him and then learn off him and then hopefully play next to him. Made another question from our fans: What's the most valuable thing you've learned from Robbo and the coaching staff? Oh, they, I've learned a lot of them. There's been a lot of things that they've taught me, but. I think for from Robert and the coaching staff is just having an open mind to to trying different things, experiences. You know, um, some of the things that they've put us through. You know, you're just thinking like, what is this? Like, what what the heck is this? But then enjoying it, you're just like, oh, this this isn't too bad. This isn't as hard as I thought. This isn't as weird as I thought. It's yeah, it's just having an open mind to different different things to try different things. And your experience, you know, playing under Steve Carney for a few games compared to Robbo, are they coaching style similar or are they are they different? They're, they're similar, but then they're different. Um, Robbo is more, you know, he's upfront, like he's he'll tell you he'll tell you what, what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right. Whereas um, Carney was a bit calm. He was a like a pretty chilled guy. He he would say things, but in a very gentle way. You call him Robbo a stress head. <laughs> he's straight, he's straight to like say it straight, straight up, straight to the point. Now, Grant Etherton wants to know what team do you follow growing up, and who was your favourite player? I follow the Auckland Blues, Carlos Spencer. Yeah, oh, I wow. Carlos Spencer. Yeah. And mate, if you were to pick any player to plan a night out with the boys, who would it be, and why? I'll, I'll say Cecily. Yeah. Right. He's, yeah. He's he's a he's a party. <laughs> So Tilly's a party, but party animal, is he? <laughs> he knows how to party. All right. Nah, yeah, he's yeah, he's, we good. He'll know everywhere where to go and that. 
Now, mate, a lot of people probably don't know this, but you're actually sharing with Matty Cavallo, who's a bit of a prankster around the club. And Kylie Golding had a question. She wants to know what's it like rooming with Matty Cavallo? <laughs> oh, it's really bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what's some of his habits, mate? Come on, share them with no, the Roosters love, fans. Has he got some bad habits? Oh, he's really clean. <laughs> he likes everything tidy. He always tells me, you got to leave the kitchen. You got to leave the kitchen and the bathrooms clean or in the front as well. But it doesn't matter about the rooms. <laughs> but yeah, I love living with Maddie. He's always happy. He's always cooking, making breakfast. He's just, yeah, it's just really happy buzz to be around. Glad to hear. And it's good to know that you've, uh, you've rooming up with someone that you enjoy spending time with. Listen, mate, before we let you go, this weekend, we've got the Titans. It's going to be a tough game. How do you see it? Yeah, exactly that. You know, it's not going to be easy. I think we just have to go in, into that game, play our Rooster style and hopefully get the win. Well, Puasa, I say on behalf of all Roosters fans, great having a chat with you, mate. Love watching you play and doing those big, hard, tough carries and best of luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, Silky. What a great show. Such a pleasure to talk to Puasa and some great insights. But there's a big game this week. It's against the Titans and... More importantly, it's Indigenous Round. That's exactly right, Bush. Our boys will be wearing a special Indigenous Round jersey designed by prominent Indigenous artist Kylie Cassidy, and the design incorporates the totems of all Indigenous players at the Sydney Roosters, including players from our junior squads and our NRL. It looks great, and uh, looking forward to seeing the boys run out Saturday afternoon wearing said jumper. Now, we're up against Coach Justin Holbrook, who was at the Roosters. He's got some insights. What I love, this game of chess that's continually played by Trent Robinson, the National Rugby League chess champion, is how he moves the pieces around the board. Does he have a particular game plan that's never been seen by the people that have worked before him? Because many have come under the Robinson banner. I want to see that coaching match off. I know the Titans have got a few injuries and the like, but it's going to be really interesting to see how they match up and what insights Justin Holbrook has against us. We've had the pleasure of Justin Holbrook's company over a number of years as part of Roosters. Champion. Champion bloke. So uh, I wish him all the best, but that's all I'm wishing him is the best because I think they're going to really struggle to get over the top of our boys this weekend. Obviously, Boyd missing again this week. But as we spoke to Puasa, we've got some good young forwards. I think the likes of Puasa, Satili and the like running through the middle will put us in good stead. And then, and then for the – well, let me finish. My score will be 36 of the Roosters. 12 to the Gold Coast Ooh, Titans. Oh, I really like it. I'm not far off. My mark's in my head, and I'll tell you what it is straight off the bat. But I want to quote the great Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. A message to Justin Holbrook, as nice a bloke as you are, just like Sylvester Stallone was, we must break you. 32-12, Roosters. Well there, you- <laughs> well, there you go, Roosters fans. That's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our guest, Puwasa Farmacilli. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.